Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the marketing minds at doconvert.com, where we talk about the current state of all things digital and how they impact home builders and developers around the globe. We're not here to sell you, we're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. I'm Kevin Oakley, and with me today, as always, is the ad doctor, Andrew Peak. We are here, episode 185, with Becca Thomas. Hi. Nice to see you. Nice to see everybody. By the time this is hey. out, all of the holidays are over. Oh my we're, goodness. We're it's recording the week between uh, Christmas and New Year's. Everyone um, have a great time. Yeah. yeah, I think we're finally like not doing things. Um, and that also helps too that COVID's going around. So that's like changing things up as far as with our family. Um, yeah, it's like, okay, we don't have to worry about any events anymore because COVID's here. So yeah, I just got an email from our school, our, our kids' school saying they might not have enough teachers to start up. They won't know until oh, no. Saturday uh, whether school will start on Monday or not. So it's, yeah, it's crazy. I'm it's pretty much everywhere. banking on daycare closing for a week or two at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Coming down the line. Inevitable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, holiday update my kids hate eggnog. I bought, I bought a, thing, a small thing <laughs> of eggnog because I, like, I feel like they just needed to try it. You know, it's one of those things mm. that, like, yeah. like giving your kids cigarettes and alcohol just to prove to them that they don't, they're not missing out on anything. Like, Get oh, them this the is worst, terrible. The worst beer ever that even adults don't like. Like, here you go. This is what beer tastes like. Oh, right. I'm get, good. We haven't done the beer yeah. thing yet. We just did the really expensive champagne that I don't even know how to pronounce. Someone gave us a bottle. So I was like, all right, kids, come on, come on. And they were like, this is terrible. Exactly. Like, you stay away good. from it. Remember that. Uh, some, <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, it's holidays are good. It's, eggnog it's, was not a hit. No, nah, it's that to me, it's, it's so thick, like the viscosity, whatever the word would be like. Mm-hmm. Well, not, I like not to cut me. it with milk. So I do uh, like a little well, bit of eggnog and then milk. Maybe that's what I need to try then. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, this might be a little bit of a short episode. It is shorter news cycle, uh, less, less things happening as again, people are taking time off. I mean, everyone in my extended family, when I, when I saw them over the holidays, they're like, Oh yeah, I've been off since December 12th and I'm not going back till January 4th. It's like, man, it's mm, a okay. long time of nothing, but, uh, let's hop into story time. And Becca, you want to go first or you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. Well, this winter I've been spending a lot of time on events and conversions with new builders and then builders that we've worked with for a while that just want to update things. And I think the thing that's pretty vital to clarify at the beginning, which website interactions you should be using as events and which ones you should be using for goals. Since it's the new year, it's time to kind of evaluate those things. Yeah. Hashtag new year, new you or something. I don't know. Like yeah. get your data straight <laughs> January 1st or the third or the fourth, whatever day you're, you're actually yeah. going back and getting things fixed. Yeah. And we'll, yeah. we'll talk more about that in the news segment because someone wrote a very helpful article as well uh, around that, that topic. But I think it's, it's, um, it's also just builders. Anytime you get a new site, we've had a lot of builders launch yeah. new websites recently. And that's also an opportunity to go back and say, not just because the pages are changing, but is there a different thing that we want to track? Because there is a question, as always, about priorities. Uh, what's worth tracking? Yeah. What, what what isn't worth tracking? Yeah. For, for what purpose? Does anyone look at any of this stuff? I know that's <laughs> always. I think that's my new my new route. Like, okay, so that's cool. Let's track everything. But like, what is actually being used? Is there time being wasted? Like, let's not worry about this stuff. And it seems like more often than not, 
people are like they someone set it up a while ago and they're just inheriting all this tracking and tracking tracking and like yeah we right. don't look at that no big deal like oh and just because get rid of you it. yeah just because you did track it doesn't mean you need to moving forward definitely right since it is story time tell us right before we hit record you were telling us about maybe the the most extreme thing that someone is using event tracking for Oh, yeah. So I have had a couple of pretty extreme things lately. One is scrolling down the page. The <laughs> like other a percent is or like, something like if they scroll, it fires an event at different points. Something I like think that. This one was just if they scroll. If they move. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's excessive. And another one was if they view a page. We already, we already tracked that. Let's <laughs> yeah. yeah. called that. page views. Pages. Yes. Oh man, the yeah. scrolling. That's interesting. That seems like there's other industries that use that if they have like the extremely long landing pages where it's like yeah. a one one product. Like yeah. we're selling the purple mattress, whatever company well, has. At they some point you can things. use, you know, like a five or ten dollar month heat tracking tool like Lucky Orange if you want to yeah. because it it shows the data in a more helpful way. Yes. Anyway, to everyone else that you're trying to present the data to rather than just showing a number of people. We scroll, yes. but, but seeing exactly where they scroll. Yeah. All right, Andrew, what do you got? Yeah, I got a fun one. This one fits the holidays, right? So we got a crumble cookies, which I, that, this is our first down here and where I'm at. I've never been. I love cookies. I love desserts. I have all things sweet. So I'm like, okay, let's go. So I went and I was, I don't know what I was expecting. I knew the food would be good. Like, because I'm like, they're cookies. Like, how can they be wrong? They only sell cookies. Hopefully you can't screw that up too much. But like just the ordering process and like going through the line, you could either, for those who don't know, I mean, it's just like any other restaurant, but you could go over here and you're talking to a human being like, hey, what cookies would you like? Here's what we got. And they got them right there in front of you. There's six choices. So it's not like the ordering time can be lengthy whatsoever. There's You have six things to choose. Or they had, for our, our place, have four iPads set up where you could self-order. And comparing that to, say, McDonald's ordering screens that are like, what, 32 inches vertical? And you're like looking up and you look down. You look up and you, like, you can't just do it. I don't know why they made it so big. I'm like, this is how that should be done if you're going inside somewhere and you have it and you're ordering from the app. But I think, it's it's any online ordering experience. I mean, you, you yeah. are in the venue, but you're using the screen to order online. It's online. Yep. And I, what's, what was great, I mean, it's it's the product that they sell as cookies. They're already, they're already made for the most part and they're cooking. I was surprised that one person at the front and like seven people that you see like right behind them, making cookies, slinging dough, all that stuff. I'm like, so you have one person interacting and you have seven people cooking product. Like this is, I don't, this, to me, I was impressed. I'm like, this is crazy. You'd think it'd be like three and three or like it'd be opposite, but they have limited choices, but their choices everyone wants. Everyone's excited. I don't know if there's any takeaways for builders, but. And they're yeah, freshened up. Well, I think, I think one of the takeaways is there's only, I think, six flavors every week. Only six. And they change it. Yeah. Every, every week or so mm-hmm. they get you going back. They tease it. They do like the little pre-sale every single week. I think that's pretty cool. Um, if you follow them on Instagram or TikTok, yeah. like, and as a marketer, seeing things. I mean, that's something you're going to consume, obviously. So you're going to need to buy new cookies regularly. It's an excuse to make the consumer want to check back. They do have an app, which you could argue, do you really need an app? Uh, because, it's relatively simple what you can and can't do with the company uh, online, but it can, if you want to send push notifications of here's the new flavors. And so, so it's a, well, you know, when they were talking about like the president and aliens and movies always say plausible deniability, like the president's like, why didn't you tell me there were aliens? And they said, well, we you, know, you had to be able to deny it. It's kind of the opposite. It's like plausible excuse to interrupt you. 
of mm-hmm. there's new flavors. Here they are. You should be happy. It's like who doesn't feel happy when there's new flavors and they get you with the app is because you get points and then you're like, oh, this makes sense because it's you could go there often. Like, I don't know if I see there's going to be a new budget item line item in the but peak family budget for 2022 of crumble cookies in there. And the other part <laughs> of the story is I am uh, it's 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 this time of year. There's a little more downtime. The kids are staying up later. So it's like, cool, we get the TV in the main room. Net, I've started watching Don't Look Up on Netflix, which, yeah, it's political satire, sci-fi satire. I think it's hilarious, but like they got some big names in there. So if anyone's looking for something to be distracted with, I thought it was amazing. I'm interested to hear what the audience has to say. Last time you recommended yes. something oh, no. for builders to watch, I got emails like, that's the worst. That's the worst I, show. I, I forget what was it was. It? it was one of those shows you're like, it's so bad. It's good. And it was about DC or ballerina. I don't remember what it was. Something I do. If, if something is a certain genre, I'll watch it. And I'm like, this is awful, but you have to watch it because it's no, so this terrible. This is your chance to redeem yourself. This is good. Uh, it is. Well, there's some moments in that, but like Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, like all these big names. You're uh, like, what are they doing in this movie? And then you, I mean, you see the point of it, but it's, yeah. it's we, good. It's interesting. We tried to watch it after the baby went to bed last night. I gave up. Oh man, so Steve. we'll see. I just got we'll strange see. humor, I guess. No, my husband loved it. The other, okay, the other thing before we leave, crumble cookies. <laughs> oh shoot! Is it could be an opportunity for a builder to have a more memorable gift. So they do delivery. Crumble does delivery. I, I'm sure it's not with their own people, but they use DoorDash or somebody. It's rather expensive, but I bet if you approach them as a builder and said, "I'm going to need to order." 400 dozen cookies from you this year. Can you give me a break on delivery charge or do something? Yeah. But to send it to someone, you know, a week after they move in um, or within the week after they move in or again uh, to their place of employment when they get to uh, right before drywall, when everyone feels ignored, could be a way to hit the easy button versus having to do what. Definitely (laughs) an easy button for premium product that isn't terribly expensive. Yeah, I mean, you're talking, um, there's just, I mean, get, six cookies is like getting a dozen and a half real cookies. Yeah. If you, you just made them yourself. They even sell like this little thing you could like. Oh, cut really? Like a, a cutter? That's pie. hilarious. Yeah, like a cutter. Yeah. Cause it's, yeah. One cookie is like six servings. If you don't look at the nutrition facts, <laughs> not good. All right. Well, this is the cookies. first, this is the first podcast I'm recording in the new house. So the Oakleys have moved. It's a house that I would not have let a customer move into if, if I was running the home building mm. company, but we are thankful that they did. Uh, our builder interesting, really made it happen. But I think I talked about this last time because I recorded previous episode in our old house, right? As the movers were packing us up, um, there's like 140 items on the punch list that we found. And I mm. didn't do anything on the exterior of the house, just interior. Uh, doors that don't open, missing sinks, missing this missing that electricity works, Wi-Fi works, cable works. So the kids are relatively taken care of. Livable. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, it is interesting. You know, it's always a good reminder. We love when people who work at do you convert or any of our builders, when you go back through the process yourself, you are always reminded of the highs and lows and different parts of it. And I have zero concerns because I know the builder, they're going to, they're going to take good care of us over time. But watching my wife's reactions and then the stress that that puts on me because she doesn't know them as much and isn't in the industry, uh, it's definitely kind of queued up some additional material and content that I'll release over time of just there there are some brutally simple and easy things that that can and should be done to to make the process smoother. Um, 
and and actually, I don't, I can't disclose the name of the company yet, but I I had a conversation with someone who's a startup, and they're developing uh, technology. Technology is maybe a broad word, but it's it's a platform where you can pre-record videos, and so your um, orientation walkthrough of the home. Here's where the water shutoff is. Here's this. Here's that. Here's how you maintain this. All those things can be handled within the app, so the customer can do that at their own pace or when they need to. And it's personalized to the builder and materials that are in the house. Oh. And then in addition, within that environment, if, the, if something's leaking, you're like, I don't know if this is an emergency or not, you can FaceTime the service department. You can then in 30 seconds, you can turn the camera, show them what it is and determine, do we need to send the plumber out? Or do you just need to turn that little dial right there and everything is, is fixed? So e- even, even something as mundane as as it could potentially something like that could let the orientation walkthrough shift back towards a customer experience touch point versus a, here's the water shutoff in case of emergency. And no one care. I mean, even though our house wasn't done, yeah. we spent two hours walking through the house and it's kind of like, yep, that's the hot water tank. And that's the manual for the hot water tank. Yep. And we don't, we need to. And then you don't remember this stuff anyways. No, like cause you, you're just like, I think it, the water is what most people remember. Like, all right, that's where the water is cool. Yes. The only other funny part there was there's a battery backup to the sump pump, which kicks the water out around the foundation um, when it rains. For those of you not in a place with basements. I'm not familiar. So this is great. There's a battery backup in case the power goes off, the water can't get pumped out. And it it looks like a car battery. And there's a little tester button on the top that you can make a, a, make sure that it, the siren goes off. And um, so because the house is not done, the first thing we did with our kids was actually do a second walkthrough of the home just saying, don't touch that. You can't go here. This isn't done. If you turn <laughs> that funny. faucet, the house will flood. It's not like it's not connected. Don't do that yet. And I said, now, one thing that's important, kids, is if you hear this thing, make this noise. And I made it go off. And it, it sounds like the counter-strike countdown to a, to a bomb oh, exploding no. if, you, if you game. And, um, and so my kids are now on high alert because they, they somehow translated what I said to this thing is a bomb. And if it if you hear it, the house will explode. <laughs> so, okay. they, need some, they need to play some Counter Strike. I think there's another. There's called a P trap in the basement, and it it had a little bit of water coming out of it. And my youngest Mason comes running up. He's like, "Dad, you got to like drop everything you're doing. We got to go down to the basement." He's like, "See, the water's coming. We're gonna die." And I was like, "No, it's it's okay. We're good." <laughs> but we're here. We're happy. Um, I'll continue to update and I'll share more thoughts on some of those things we can do to make it make the process better. But just happy to be here. I mean, the alternative was essentially two hotel rooms in adjoining spaces with nothing oh to do and nowhere to go yeah, over like the torture. holiday. So, so yeah. how is the, my, I think the important question everyone's thinking, I, I, I think most people know, like your office is not with the house. It's above the garage, which is attached, but it's not like, like I no go shared, to my no office door walls. and it's right there. Yeah, no shared yeah. walls. How is that life? It's only been uh, a little It's amazing because it is quiet. And so that I love that anyway, as a, as a true introvert, the sad part is there's two spaces in here, a smaller space and a larger space, larger space was not painted the correct color. Um, and so I can't put any soundproofing on the walls or anything to make Mm. that a functional space until they do that. So for now I'm, I'm hanging out in the room that I didn't anticipate ever taking video calls in or recording in. So hopefully the sound is, um, is all, all right, not, not yeah. distracting, but that's nice and peaceful. Yeah. That's why it I was, is. I'm like, yeah. I got some oh, it's the best. In that. fact, my wife was leaving to go to the store, and it's still the holiday time, so I know it's it's different. 
if you're a spouse thinking that I'm an unreasonable person, if you were my spouse, <laughs> that sounds weird. <laughs> anyway, she was leaving with um, her brother who's in from Sweden to go to the store. And I was like, well, I'm putting Sydney in charge of the boys and, and Avery's coming with us. And I was like, well, just so you know, like one, I am working Two, I am now in a part of the house where I'm way over there, even if they <laughs> scream, I probably won't hear it. So someone's going to have to know to call or text in a case of emergency. So that, that just makes me happy. Nice. That's, that's why we went through this whole experience was to get where I'm sitting right now. I feel so. like I'd want to get a, uh, so we have, I won't say the word, the a, a lady, Amazon's smart person. Mm-hmm. We have the show shows, Amazon, Alexa shows, whatever it's called, but yeah. they're terribly slow. Like you can't just like drop in like, Hey boys, what are you doing? Like if I run to the store, Lindsay's doing something busy and I leave like the six and nine year old at home. Like it takes like a good 30 seconds to connect to the video, but I'd want some type of, I don't know, Facebook's portal or if there's better options of like, well, so here to drop in and be like, Hey, what are you guys doing? And it's like near instant. Here, here's what I'm looking nice. at. I've ordered a couple um, to oh, see, see if, if, if it works as advertised, but it's a company called brilliant and they offer smart switches and basically the hub. If you're familiar with smart home technology, the hub is behind essentially a, a small cell phone that's built into the wall. And then okay. there's, there's as many switches as you need next to it uh, to cover. And so what's cool is if you use a ring door, it can function as an intercom. So there's a little black area above the switches that, that is a camera that also has a privacy guard on it that you can turn on and off. Nice. So when you put these switches around um, your home, you can use them as intercom systems and, and talk two-way. Or if you have a ring, it can connect to it. Um, so we'll see, I'll, I'll give an update on how that's going yeah, as well. Pretty cool. Uh-huh. Nice. All right. Moving on then to the news. First up that, that story that we were teasing earlier, uh, the difference between events and goals. And I love the headline. This is written by our own Becca Thomas, uh, who just happens to be on the podcast today. She happens to be on, and I'm which gonna... the headline's the hardest part, I want, at least yeah. to me, that's the hardest part to write. Yeah. T- telling stories with events and tracking leads with goals. I think that is like the perfect way to summarize it and still be memorable. Uh, so Becca, you wrote it. Tell us the highlights here. What do, what do we need to understand about the difference between the two and how they're used? So if you scroll down a little bit, I think the easiest way to describe it is there are really three goals that you should be tracking. Form submissions, First time phone calls and first time text messages. I would I would say the only the only other one in there would be chat, uh, first time chats. If if it's mm-hmm. a registered chat where you're capturing information, not starting a conversation, that's something else from a data perspective. Starting the conversation in the chat and actually getting yeah. contact information are two different things. It's like one B yeah. one like mm-hmm. form. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It essentially is a different form submission. That's right. Right. So just the things that move a visitor further down the sales funnel. And then anything that you can use to tell your stories, how people are using your website is going to be an event. So all goals goals start as events, but not all events should be goals. If that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. So So, yes. Viewing a video, looking at a Matterport tour, clicking on a a photo gallery icon, even different types of interaction within the chat experience. Those can all be tracked as events. But like you're saying, we don't want to confuse how those are reported out 
into Data Studio or other reporting tools, most of the time conversions or goals are viewed as as conversions, meaning leads. Yes. And so to you don't want to cross the streams to use a Ghostbuster reference here. You want <laughs> you want clarity, and that's what I think your headline is so so great at, at giving people simply is the events are something that that are more qualitative. And there, there is a lot of data in there too, but it's not about anything more than really getting the data to tell the story of how the users are using your site or to understand the story of how they're using it beyond, exactly. but potentially leading up to a conversion and becoming a lead. Yeah. Because I mean, you want to be able to use the events to show if you have plenty of content or vice versa, if you don't have enough content. So you're not going to have too many clicks on a gallery image if you don't have those gallery images or yeah. videos. Or even just, do you have yeah. the right kind of content? Are they are they, are people yeah. choosing to interact more with one form of content than another? And maybe that, yeah. that helps you understand that you need to create more of what they really are looking for. Yeah, like if a community had, say, a 1,000 page views and 800 Matterport tour views, and you're like, do we invest more into Matterports? Where you're like, well, shoot, like 80% of her people watch them. Like, I feel like that's probably important. But if it yes. said only 10% watch it, you might rationalize like, yeah, maybe we could spend it on something else. Or if amount of images, just some other, and if you're looking to invest into more content, yep. I think that's good. It's like another yeah. layer after page views if you're trying to troubleshoot. And it also helps you figure out what con content is additive towards ultimately getting you more leads. So I'm just going to add one more metric to what you just said, Andrew. If you got a thousand page views and 800 Matterport views and only two leads versus a thousand page views, 200 Matterport views and 30 leads. Now we get confused. Like what's the other yeah. influence? Well, that, that, that's why the goals are so important because ultimately that is yeah. the most important number. Is you wouldn't want to be distracted by saying, look at all these events we've got. We're doing the awesome. Well, yeah. There are no leads or not yeah. enough leads. I'd almost feel like saying um, something like, yeah, so actual leads is the most important part. Then, of course, appointments, sales. Sales is most important. Then going backwards as far as yeah. what is most important. But as far as like the micro, like looking at it in and of itself, like, okay, do we do more video? Do we do more images? Like how many images are people actually viewing per session, per page view for a community? So like, um, I forgot the story, but if they're looking at 25 plus, let's make sure we have 25 plus video pictures. Yes. But if only had 10, so we could do some A-B testing to see what quantity yeah. of pictures I, I also, need. though, feel like this is more a issue of content curation and user interface than whether we yes. should or shouldn't get more content. Like the answer is yes, get more and better content always. But I think in the Matterport example would be like, is the Matterport placement so front and center that everyone assumes that is the next step? And then they get lost in Matterport world and never come back or the, the experience is poor. That's true. So I, I don't think it's yeah. necessarily telling us, how, you know, you need more pictures or you don't need more. We, we inherently know you want to continue to always be improving that. But it tells us, are we putting the right thing in the right order of priority, giving a proper placement and not ultimately, it's, it's kind of like the ultimate version of this to me. And thankfully, almost everyone's figured this out uh, five years ago is all the social media icons in the top right of your website. That used to be a thing where the standard design was your logo in the top left and then Facebook, YouTube, whatever, in the top right, your RSS feed logo. Yeah. And it was almost equally <laughs> like as prominent as 
as any other part of your site. It's like, they just, we just got them to the website and you want to push them away. The first thing, it's just the wrong yeah. priority. We want to show them we're social. Like, no, <laughs> stop it. Keep them on the site. That's right. Oh my goodness. Now, great, great article, Becca. Really, really good. Uh, link to that Ooh. in the show notes. Check it out. Share right it to the point. with those who need to, need to know. Some really good news from Zillow, from TheVerge.com. Zillow adds support for iOS 15's SharePlay. So you can look at homes together from your studio apartments. Subheadline, Zillow browsing is the next best thing to actually buying a house, right? This I think this makes a ton up. of sense. If you think back to, I believe it was, yes, it was. It was the very first DYC Summit in Dallas. Gosh, what, whatever year that was, a long time oh, ago, yeah. six years ago, seven years 15 ago. 15 or 16. Uh, where we, we talked for quite a while about the concept of co-shopping, that yes. most online shopping for homes are done either with someone else in your you know, immediate vicinity, like Melanie and I co-shopped, we were moving from Pittsburgh back to Columbus from separate couches in the same room. But it was a co-shopping experience and a lot of people don't have that person in the same room. So how do we make this better and easier to share information back and forth to truly co-shop with an agent, with a friend, coworker, extended family member. And so now, and, and a lot of apps are taking, uh, what was it that I just saw was also using SharePlay uh, kind of creatively, but now, now you can progress through the app together using Using that functionality. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I guess I need to do an update on my phone. It's available to do it. You have to have, um, I think, yeah, I was 15.2. No. Uh, one. Point one. 15.1 or later. Yep. Yeah. So, so and I love it. That. It says, uh, in Zillow's defense, the company says that 86% of its users browse listings with a friend, spouse, or roommate. So making it easier to do over video conferencing does make a certain amount of sense when viewed in that light. And this is awesome. Yeah. I mean, kids yeah. love this stuff. My My kids are non-stop playing Roblox while on FaceTime audio with their cousins, right? I don't, so. Like it's normal for them. Like mm -hmm. when yeah. I remember when I started gaming, like having a headset was not normal. And then it was like, oh, there's online multiplayer. And then we got headsets. I'm like, this is weird. Like we're talking to people. This is so strange, but yeah, they're upstairs right now gaming. My nine and six year old, and they both got their headsets on yelling at people. Yeah. Their friends that they know. But I think, I think it's, it's great. I mean, one of the things that good companies do is pay attention to what the, these platforms on their own are improving. And then as soon as Apple releases, which it's not, it's not that old. I think it's like three months old, uh, sh share play. So the fact that they quickly hopped on this is, is a great move by them. Uh, good job, Zillow. Cool. Next up from cnbc.com. U.S. home prices surged 18.4% in October. And new homes uh, actually surged, uh, I think, 19.1% um, year over year. So prices oh are going up. Do, do we not? We, it's not that we didn't know that, but still, that's just an it. And it's likely to keep going up. So we've yeah. talked to many of our builder partners are, are planning on additional price increases in January. I think we talked on the podcast about one of our builders had to pull a move from February, March of 21 in December and say no more sales uh, because they had to absorb wow. too many price increases and roll those out. Uh, yeah. And where I'm at made the top list. I'm so excited, I guess. I don't know, <laughs> Tampa. Well, Phoenix was the number one market up 32.3% and Tampa followed 28.1% yeah. year over That's year. That's not a list you necessarily 
Well, I mean, as long as you time it right, you you definitely you can, want to yeah. be on your list. Yeah, but... we're we're moving to Dominican Republic. Um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> exactly. only, it's only option we have, I think. Right, we can't stay yeah. in Florida. I mean, Vegas topped the list for in Phoenix for many many years, and and yeah, then when the when that. the correction came, it was it was not yeah, fun. Florida's, but Florida's, yeah, 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 that's awesome. Uh, well, so more's the... coming, and rights are going oh. up, which is going to make that affordability challenge even harder. What, or what do yeah. you have, Becca? I was going to say, at least in the Phoenix market, it's very heavily weighted on investors. So at least it, it will swing more as markets change. Yeah, that's Oh, I should have put it in there. Um, Mike Del, Del Prete, Del Prete, uh, with um, the Preti. I can't pronounce his name. I'm terrible. <laughs> um, he, yeah, the, I think his email out a few few days ago, and it has one of his keynotes he, he delivered, and it's on YouTube. It's like 20 something minutes long. Like, oh, this is great. Now we need to share. I'll probably post in the group. But it's yeah, it's all his thoughts. I've never heard him talk. I'm like, this is a lot easier than reading his oh yeah. Miles long articles. Yeah, he's yeah, he's and I don't know he was a professor, which is interesting. I thought he was just like a Wall Street dude. But I'm like, no wonder you're intelligent and smart. This is great. Yeah. It's one of those magical situations where you can be the professor of I think a single class and then spend all your time just working with startups and and what a deal. Doing research. Sounds like Seems yeah. like a great, great job. He, he, he does fantastic. Great setup. And then we saved the best for last, or I think the best conversation for last um, yeah. from cbsnews.com. TikTok tops Google as the most visited website on the internet. Is this insanity? Like thinking to where TikTok was pre-pandemic? That would be absurd to be like, yeah, take this you know, thing from China. Like da, da, da. they bought Musical.ly. Yeah, it's like short little videos that are fun. Mm-hmm. Now that's the most visited site anywhere. And um, here's cranky old man coming in and saying, I, I don't, it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I'll talk more in a second about why I don't, I don't believe it. Well, it's only through Cloudflare, uh, Cloudflare, which is, um, what's the, is that a CDN? Yeah, it is. A, it's, it's a like content a, delivery network that, that houses and, and tries to help websites load faster by storing copies of it. So is it? Right or not right? So first of all, going? regardless of whether it is or is it correct, um, it's amazing. It is amazing growth. And there's uh, yeah. we just recorded a podcast with um, someone who will be out very soon. And we talked a lot about uh, their thoughts on TikTok and their their uh, sales and marketing VP of a, of a builder in the Pacific Northwest or a division for a builder in the Pacific Northwest and and their thoughts. And I completely agree that TikTok's not something to ignore altogether. There's lots of lessons to be learned. Just teasing that, but so I, I just feel like this is one of those headlines that everyone had to write and almost no one really dug much into. And I'm not saying that yeah. I'm like, I agree. Kevin, Kevin Oakley in his new empty, you know, ransacked looking loft space of his house, you know, <laughs> found the answer deep in the bowels of the internet on his own, but it just doesn't, it doesn't pass the, the sniff test to me. So one of the things, when you look at the list, um, and I, I pulled up from fastcompany.com, had a little bit more information, but the list of the top 10 um, domains, tiktok.com, and that's the first thing. It's not website, it's domains, so all, all things. Then google.com, then facebook.com, then Microsoft, then Apple, then Amazon. Okay, like Netflix, okay. YouTube. Then you got number 10, number nine, according to this, is the ninth most What's visited that? website in the world is twitter.com. Now, Twitter one is not a, the, the most enormous social network. Mm-mm. It's no. mostly nope. text. Um, 
and heavily app-based. Like people use Twitter on their computer, but heavily app-based. Yep. So I just think, and, and Google.com, by the way, what Fast Company says is it, it's a combination of all Google properties. So it includes people visiting maps.google.com. Like it is the domain. Not all subdomains are included. So first thing is, I think TikTok, whether somehow through the way that the app functions, I think the, even the app itself is using the domain to push the data, whereas other apps like Facebook separate the two between a web experience and an app experience and may or, not, may, or may not be using the same uh, full domain and, and, and structure of how the data is being pushed. And I think that's just too nuanced of a conversation to have. The second thing is that um, it talks about, this is not about users. Um, it's just about kind of raw data and, and use of the domain, which TikTok being all videos, that's a lot of data and a lot of mm -hmm. use. And the other thing yeah. we learn from how Instagram functions is when you swipe uh, up on a video on TikTok, what is the load time, Andrew, since I know you're the biggest TikTok. TikTok user of all. Yeah. What's the I, load time I, for the I, next so video? There's no load time. There is it's no load lo time. It's already loaded. It's already loaded. Exactly. And if you swipe up again instantly, because you realize you hate that video in half a second, you swipe again, it's already loaded. So I think it also has something to do with how the, the app itself functions, where it's got to be preloading enormous amounts of data. Even after, like if you're watching, let's say a, a 45 second video, I don't think the app, as long as it's open, ever stops downloading more video. I agree. And it's the only yeah. app that is, so if you're on Instagram, you know, TikTok is essentially a preloaded explore page with video, right? Mm -hmm. Versus Instagram, the default is you have your stories, you have your newsfeed of only people you're connected to versus TikTok. The default is not that it's the opposite. It's not who you're connected to. It's like your for you page. It's like just for you based on the algorithm, which I've noticed like, so I've been using it more just to, I feel like I, I'm like, I kind of need to learn this tick, ticky tacky thing. Um, although like for builders, I still think like we can't, we, as in I'm taking blame, like we're not even doing great YouTube or Instagram or simple videos, like jumping into TikTok where it's definitely more nuanced and like, like, oh, here's this old dude trying to do TikTok. Like it's more obvious when you're not doing it correctly. Like we need to get the basics done first before we jump into TikTok because it's super embarrassing, I think, and cringy when we try to do it and it's off. Um, anyways, but like the algorithm adjusts so quickly, which I'm, which I do like, mm -hmm. but also like, it's strange. So if you watch a video and it's like 45 seconds long, you watch the whole thing, your experience of what you're seeing is like, it's almost like infinitely changing, infinitely changing. I don't know where right. Like it's changing in the moment versus like, so the, it seems the, like Instagram the echo chamber, is the echo chamber effect is extremely fast. It's very fast. So if you watch this video and you're like going all over, which I think that influences people going back to the app more and more yeah. and more and more. Because they're never seen, they are seeing the same thing more, more than once. But the variety of content you get from TikTok compared to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, everything else is infinitely more. It seems like, yeah, which is why I think it's grown because it's replaced. Like you could really, then the videos can be like four minutes long, five minutes long. I forgot right. that on the limit. You don't need TV as far as if you're looking for something to just like sit there and like, okay, you're staring at your screen, not even thinking or using your brain. Like it's TV at this point. Yeah. So from, from the article, it says Cloudflare, Cloudflare notes this ranking is calculated using aggregated data it possesses on internet traffic patterns. The data includes stats on a domain's popularity, 
the percentage change in web traffic and the change in rank over the selected time period. It does not track different data about a website's total number of visitors or unique users in a month. For total users, Facebook still takes the cake. So I just think the headline, while I understand why they wrote it so people would click on it, mm-hmm. it's not the most popular web anything in the world, which is kind of what you would take away from the initial initial thing if you just glanced at it. Yeah. I, yeah. I think the fact that it has to load, because again, YouTube doesn't preload everything that you subscribe to. Nope. But if it did, <laughs> I think Pitch YouTube would, oh would be gosh. back on the on the number one list, right? Yep. I think Instagram yeah. does a little bit. That was that um I already forgot the name because I'm on eggnog brain. Um the podcast you Lex, recommended. Yeah, Lex, Lex and the founder like of I Instagram. Everyone should listen to that one. I mm-hmm. I just finished it. And there's so many little like it's all that could be like 10 different episodes, like the topics and how deep they dive into everything. But he talked about Instagram, why they went with square images, why they, they preloaded in the beginning, mm-hmm. and like all these little things that made them a better experience that were just little hacks all over the place. And I'm like, this yep. is brilliant. This is amazing. This is so cool. So to wrap up with this week's question of the week, I was looking at our aggregated data report. Ooh, and yeah. as of December 26th, we are off to the races. Uh, yes. Website activity up. Organic traffic, I glanced through the majority of the builder partner, um, individual builder partner um, dashboards as well. Organic traffic any, up anywhere from 20 to 80% over the course of three days. So um, I talked to one builder yeah. who was like, our, yeah, actually our OSC is off, but I'm getting the missed call report. And, and I'm not stressed out because they're off. We know why we're missing the calls, but just all of a sudden, wham, just the vol- call volume is off the charts and she's like, Our, my OSC is going to be stressed out to high heaven when they get back into the office and realize what they've missed because <laughs> they want to keep those numbers uh, looking good. What do you think is driving that to have a full-on other discussion? It's exactly what happened last year. So this isn't uncommon or unprecedented. It's the spring market just coming earlier. And we had some builders who the spring market started in November of 2020. What's but, interesting is I just pulled up the data studio and it's almost... You could, yeah, it's almost exactly have a line of like mm-hmm. it's the same yes. like, as twenty twenty one users yeah. and conversions and uh, I mean no one's seeing this that what we're talking about but it's it's like it's almost like you copy and pasted yeah. three hundred sixty five days and like oh this is we're just doing and the same thing that's over why again. I think Q one is going to be so crazy is we're going to have a similar or potentially greater level of activity and lead volume but we're going to have the urgency of interest rate increases coming. Where if you thought that your buyers stalked you before about what was available for sale and where were they on the list, just get ready. Because when they know that interest rates could go up half or a full point over the next year and how that's going to impact what they can afford to purchase, the level of urgency is going to get nuts. Um, So that was just a a question of the week is, are you seeing uh, that early indication of of a strong spring market and an early spring marketing? And typically pre-pandemic, it was much more uh, around the kickoff of the Super Bowl was kind of the teeth of the, uh, the the real beginning of the surge, maybe a week before then. But just like my Kroger grocery store now has Valentine's Day candy out or the day after Christmas, uh, things just keep happening faster and faster. And the spring market is here right now. It's here. All right. For published articles, blog posts, videos, and more, check out doyouconvert.com. It's also the best way to find out how to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and everywhere else we are online. We'll see you next week. See ya. See ya. See ya.